นโมทัสสะบกวะโตระหะโตสัมมาสัมบุตสะนโมทัสสะบกวะโตระหะโตสัมมาสัมบุตสะนโมทัสสะบกวะโตระหะโตสัมมาสัมบุตสะพุทธังดามังสังฆังนมัสสามิเราสามารถเรียนรู้ได้ว่าเราเป็นอะไรเราเป็นอะไรเราเป็นอะไรเราเป็นอะไรเราเป็นอะไรเราเป็นอะไรเราเป็นอะไรเราเป็นอะไร
uh, a wide range of experiences. But it, the sense of self is normally defined by the, the intensity of response that occurs <laughs> within that. <laughs> yeah. The intense response, intense reactivity defines what myself is. If there's no particular response or reactivity, that's not me. If extremely strong, intense uh, or, or, or reactivity or degree of that really acts the profile of my experience of selfhood. Not an entity, but a certain bias of concern. And the aim of uh, practice then is not to liberate an entity, but to begin to relax the biases and eliminate the biases the asavas, the floods, the distortions that act as the foundation for this apparent entity that we can never find, define, exactly satisfy or understand. The elimination of the biases, the elimination of the problem. Mm. So without going too far off into that, really that's 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 our path, the, not the elimination actually of, of, a, of an entity called a self, but the removal and clearing of biases that act as the basis for such an apparent, strange, mysterious entity to, to, to manifest in the first place. <laughs> and one of the ways which we eliminate that is through working on elements internally, externally, apparently, you know, uh, here and there, or here and there is actually the more uh, fundamental uh, translation of these terms, which often translate as internally and externally, but it really means uh, the literal word ajata bhida here, here and there, which means something that's very intimate and something which seems to be uh, we we seem to be able to see with a degree of objectivity as an object. This naturally affects the responses that we uh, have. Mm. Subjective responses tend to be uh, strongly charged with emotional qualities and the objective experiences tend to be highly charged with rational qualities. We can get overwhelmed with rationality and overwhelmed with emotional responses. These are also biases. We, you know, we tend to assume that the rational is unbiased, and the rational is biased by rationality, which is uh, extremely dangerous. So, uh, earth element. Earth element refers to the experience of something that can withstand pressure. Mm. Resistance, it resists, it occupies space, it uh, it resists, and so therefore it holds a certain sense of solidity to it, internally, externally, here and there, mm. the form manifests in this way. Most apparently it manifests in the tactile base we can very clearly experience that sense of something occupying space a certain and the characteristic of it is a certain weightiness to it a certain density to it we can see it externally our eyes run out into space and they hit some object that's earth element the sense of something occupying my visual field uh, the eyes cannot see through it blocked that's the earth element. So we can see this in the, visually in the outward manifestation of people's bodies, in trees and in all, all form, takes on that property. And sometimes it's extremely uh, strong, so it becomes rock-like, uh, and sometimes it's more pliable, uh, more like a 
muddy quality or something that's more fragile because these elements mix with other elements. The air element is the degree that which exerts pressure, subtle or great, breath in the body, wind, breeze, uh, a sense of something that moves and slightly pushes, touches, exerts a certain pressure on to experience things. So we experience this in our breathing, where the breath, the air gently presses the tissues, or we experience it pressing into the earth as we breathe. Breathe in, expands, pushes, and so forth. We see it in the way that leaves are moved on the trees as we uh, notice the breeze moving around. We can't actually see it, but we can see what it affects. So it's um, our element, and it's not really so much anything we can witness with our eyes, but we can sense the effects, we can witness the effects that it has in moving things around. Fire element is the degree of luminosity, heat, caloricity, uh, energy. Energy is strong, turbulent, fiery, sluggish uh, in, our, in our bodies and of course in our minds and uh, in the world around us. So just to recap again, because I didn't mention mine, the earth element is also the resistance in the mind, a sense of firmness. Or it can be agreeable firmness, it can be stubbornness. Uh, Air element is the degree of push in the mind, or it could be fluttering, mental fluttering. Notice these elements take on metaphorical qualities that we readily adopt to our emotions. This is a fiery person, he's rock solid, she's a bit light-headed and fluttery kind, and he's got a breezy character. And so forth, or, um, you know, because they do refer to these properties that we do experience manifesting, although we don't normally really get it. They are characteristics of, ex- of experience. Even the world of mental form has these, carries these same properties. Mental form, we might say, is the emotional body, whether one's or one's mental body. Whether the mental body is determined, rock-like, or whether it's pushy. Uh, if you see what I mean by mental body, it means that general property of the mind to adopt a particular immaterial form and push and flutter and crack and break, and <laughs> which we do refer to. We talk about heartbreak, <laughs> yeah, or being rock-solid. We're talking about temperament. Well, this temperament is the body of the mind, or the citta sankara, the body, the way the mind is being formed at a particular uh, time, and you know that you can change. So, this mental form is definitely we can refer to it in terms of these elements, and that helps to give a certain dispassion to it. And we go not referring to the content of thought or the content of narrative, you're referring to the actual te- body, the temperament uh, of mind. I mean, like it are earth, air, fire, you know, positive and negative. You know, bright idea, that's fire. You know, someone who's... E- is uh, sparks great ideas, lights up, that's fire. Of course, negative fire, pretty fiery, uh, easily flashes with rage. Mm. Water element. So fire is the adhesive, called the adhesive, and it very easily attracts things to it. It attracts our dispositions. We're attracted to energy. We're attracted to light and warmth, like moth to a candle. Mm. 
it catches our attention. It's a certain bright luminosity of energy that, whether it's uh, positive or negative, easily catches hold. We can lose our temper when the fire takes over. We burn up. Mm. We can, of course, be very much affected by warmth, warm-heartedness, warmed up. We love that. It attracts us. We want to huddle close to the warm. Mm. Adhesive. We adhere to it. Something in us adheres to it. And of course we burn out when we've got too much of it. Too much zip, zap, 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 zap all day long. Entertainments at work, rushing around to a fiery world, you burn out. Negative results. Water element called the cohesive, that which um, has no fixed boundary but it allows things to settle within it. It, absor- it absorbs, uh, it tends to dispel boundaries, just as a lake doesn't have divisions within it. Water element by its, itself doesn't have divisions within it. So it's an overall sense of unity. And uh, it's associated, uh, say, with harmony in its positive aspects. Harmony, uh, compassion, that which easily takes things in and dissolves the differences. You can see it in lakes, uh, water element in one's body is the fundamental. Water element is that which is constantly flushing through the body, digesting, assimilating, uh, all these bits of earth that we put into our mouths. <laughs> and it's probably the most important food that we have is liquid. With this, we cannot, we cannot digest, we cannot assimilate anything without liquid. You can't breathe without liquid because something has to, to transfer that air into energy and the water element is the means of doing that. It takes things in, absorbs it and transfers it. Negative quality means we have we have no definition. We've become too uh, swampy, to dif- you know lack of clarity and definition and boundaries. Inadequate, we've become unable to un- unwilling, unable to cooperate, or find harmony. We're always holding on to particular rigid boundaries and positions. This mental afflictions. So these are four elements, various ways in which one can touch them and refer to them because they do, for a start, really help to reframe bodily experience and mental experience in impersonal terms. They, they drop beneath the level of our normal narrative and our uh, ways of dealing with that. We're often dealing with narrative, you know, being hunted by narrative, meddling with narrative, searching for the right narrative, wanting narrative to go away, uh, plagued by narrative and so forth. And it's just, just, you know, Narrative, uh, and tr- even trying to find uh, nibbana in a narrative. What's the story about nibbana? Nibbana is the end of the narrative. There's no way you can write about it because it's the end of the narrative. It's where the mind stops writing things, uh, or even conceiving of things. So to drop beneath this or uh, w- narrative without dismissing it, but because the narratives arise dependent upon more primary qualities of mind. And once you're annoyed and upset, 
disappointed and frustrated, uh, rejoicing and, and loved, gladdened and welcomed, uh, failing and floundering. So these fundamental qualities give rise to the narratives that we find ourselves dealing with. And these, the emotional characteristics can also be, you know, can very much appear to be myself. We identify strongly with the emotional characteristics, feel rather saddened by the emotional characters, characteristics that come up. One feels irritable and frightened or uh, so forth. And well, actually, uh, but you can't, you can't do much about that. Really, you can't, you can't, so you can't manage your emotion with your thought. Really, you can kind of keep corralling it, but you can't, you can't actually ameliorate your emotion with a thought. It's very difficult even to do with another emotion, though the primary emotional currents that we would encourage are the Brahma-Vihara, the upper mana states. Mm. Uh, Sometimes it would be the case that although one really feels the need to experience loving kindness, you don't quite know where where to start because you just don't feel that (laughs) loving at the particular moment. Just dropping into the elemental perspective can be useful. By not, by no means is is this um, essential or even the only way. But it is certainly the Buddha presented many many um, approaches and lines of practice, and this happens to be one of them. In which we begin to, you know, contact and and bear in mind that a lot. Of the basis of the emotional disharmony that we can deal with, anyway, we can say the basis because he said this and he said that, but what got stirred up, the very medium, you could say, of emotionality, of mentality, the medium of it, the substance of it, that gets aroused and contracted and spins and bursts, is has a certain elemental property quality to it that can be read in terms of of elements and could be handled on the somatic somatic level. This is kind of a line of practice that is associated with uh, uh, samadhi uh, as well as insight and leads to the kayasaki, kayasiki, the stream entry through the body witness, through witnessing in one's body, this particular avenue of uh, practice. So if we take, uh, come into our own physicality, our own experience of embodiment, and you can do this either standing or sitting, you can do it walking also, but uh, just to give some guidance on that, in sitting, you're feeling the weight, the sense of density and pressure in that. And, uh, or standing. And the first instruction is to simplify that, so it... Uh, Sit or stand in a way by, whereby the sense of weight or pressure is most properly balanced, so it's relatively steady and simple. Mm. So, for example, you don't have a lot of weight in your shoulders. You mostly sitting in a way whereby through opening the shoulders and relaxing the back and using the spine you can transfer a sense of weight down into the ground into the floor so the, at least it's a balanced property of earth and purification of the earth element 
we, uh, without probably even recognizing it, uh, we find after a little while the sense of the weight or the pressure is experienced in a slightly negative way. That is, if one was asked, would you like to be lighter? Um, we'd probably say, yes, it would be nice if my body was a lot lighter than this. It feels kind of heavy. And particularly after half an hour, an hour or so of sitting, it starts to feel very heavy, uncomfortable. Purification of earth element is to begin to reduce that residual ill will, negativity in the level of uh, relationship to the earth by reframing it. We might imagine and bring to mind and try to practice when you sense that pressure at the base of your body. Try to conceive of that as something lifting you. As if you're sitting on a, a hand or a magic carpet that's beginning to lift. It's actually holding you up rather than dragging you down. Which in terms of you know, actuality is just as viable. We are supported by the earth, by the earth beneath us. And so reframing, re re-sensing those particular sensations and perceptions that are to do with the earth element as being not heavy but a supportive uh, one's growing out of the earth, you might say. It's got a lifting quality coming into the body. Lifting through the spine. As you can feel, as you move up, the body gets increasingly lighter. Less weight in the top. So there's a sense of acknowledging that the upward movement in the body is one that becomes increasingly light, weightless. Stronger definition of the sensations in the base of the body What's actually happening there? Sensation is arising. Imagine that sensation is to do with a contact with something that is trying to, in fact, lift you rather than drag you down. It's pushing, slightly pushing up. You don't have to do anything with your muscles, just reframe and sweep slowly from the base of the body up through the body, sensing the upward direction, the movement towards increasing lightness. So the arc or the trajectory of the experience is one that experiences a movement towards lightness. And the earth element is there to support that movement. It acts as the place where we get the contact impression and the energy can rise from that. If we didn't have this rising potential, then we'd be completely flat, paralyzed. So just purification of earth from an inferred negativity. Recognizing as you discern your body and particularly as you discern the quality of the air element, most of it is actually rather pliable. 
So we focus on the, the lightening aspects of the earth, the balancing, the ability to sustain balance. There's also a certain firmness to maintain that balance, to not shift away, to not flutter, to not, you know, waver. The mind becomes like earth in that it becomes firmly established. Firmly established on the sign, takes in the meaning of the sign being supported, takes in the meaning of the sign, the quality being supported, lifted, feels with that a corresponding sense of ease. The ease that comes from the strength of the earth. Whatever one experiences in terms of earth element, try to align that to the fundamental property of being firmly, unwaveringly supported. Firmly, unwaveringly, unquestioningly supported. So whatever is afflictive in terms of weight, pressure, psychological, emotional, physical, attune that, let that meet in the sense of being firmly and unquestioningly held, held up, supported. This is the purification of earth, the earth element. When we look around, we see on this very earth, physical, what we call the earth, the planet around us, this sense of its ability to carry and support innumerable beings and hold form, mountains, valleys, hills, just supports this beautiful quality, unquestioning presence of that. Air element. Air element, experiencing this in terms of breathing in and breathing out, that process. And this, uh, however much one uses the language, it still tends to give rise to the impression of somebody doing it. And then this sense of a subtle but negative effect of somebody trying to breathe in and breathe out or get it right or figure out how it works and maybe even a subtle push or a constriction that can occur. Essentially, with breathing, the air element meets the earth element. The earth element, while we begin with that, is to make it very pliable. So so we're reducing the pressure of the air air element. So it becomes subtler and softer. That's the general development, purification of the earth. It's steady and subtle, like a gentle breeze. So you cultivate by softening the earth. So if you're coming into your lower body and particularly the back lower back you might conceive of having a large ball in the in the belly and it, as you the breath comes in it, it slightly pushes into the back so opening the back softening the tissues in the back it's may seem something one cannot do or inconceivable you can do it it is doable 
is necessary because this is where the diaphragm begins or the the ends of the diaphragm are in the lower back and if with every out breath you bring a relaxing softening attention into your lower back as you breathe in breathe in drawing up through your lower back radiating out towards the front of the body work from the back to the front from beneath from the base of your body expanding upwards as if the earth the the body itself is opening in all directions to allow that air in then the air is not pushing or compressed or constrained it just occupies the space that the earth has allowed has yielded and as you cultivate with that you may find there are degrees of tension in your legs in your thighs in your chest that are associated with this uh, grip that restricts breathing so as you cultivate that softening and spreading through the lower body take it as far as it seems to be relevant it may even go down to your feet where oh you could relax a little bit in the sole of your foot that also somehow increases the openness of the body to receive the air element the air element then streams in of itself because we vacated and invited it the body is vacated and invited in this is the way that (laughs) most harmoniously breathing occurs if you do it reclining lying on, on your back for example you may find it easier if you do reclining meditation do my recommendation what might be forgotten is to re- focus on the soles of your feet and keep them open so there's a sense in which that overall re- reducing of the grip and the closure and the numbness in reference to the earth element in the body will support the purification of the air element becomes something that's not you know constricted or spasming or restrained or constricted or pushed it's just the gentle quality of a movement that has no personal pressure in it of any kind it's relief from personal pressure is extremely comfortable because that's one of the big things in our our life is this personal pressure which does affect our breathing tightens everything up and you get pushy pushy person's just too much air (laughs) pressure's too strong the sides of your body particularly also as you're coming up the body breathing in breathing out open that area between the hip and the armpit the side of the body being aware of the sides of the body as being perhaps in terms of the chest the piece that gets forgotten in terms of a softening and opening a widening softening the earth element around the chest and of course the chest includes the back it's not just the breast but the shoulders and all of the back so breathing into your back widening and opening your back and your sides softening those areas so the air element will come in rather like um, very lightly expanding a tire 
if this essential purification of earth so it's no longer pulled in begins in this way and is carried through in this way belly chest helping the throat and the tongue to be very relaxed and the not pulling air in through the nose but as if from the base of the body the air is being drawn in, invited in through this open uh, column, this open chamber, this open channel that extends from the external through the nostrils down the throat into the belly. Open passage which there is no gripping this is immensely transformative because it does help to reset and contemplate relationship between what we call as internal me and external world and when that relationship is very easy and soft taking in from what's outside, allowing it to enter, be filled, and empty into it. So if we pick up the sign of that, this is psychologically, mentally, pretty transformative, deeply calming, quietening, the pressure's off. followed in a sympathetic way this is perhaps why mindfulness of breathing can be such a transformative process because it in this particular way it begins to dismantle the doer excessive doing the doer is always concerned with what she should do next and how well he's doing and how long he'll have to and which way should he do it what to do when this happens um, and so the dismantling of the doing is a sign of trust and faith practice then uh, continues in accordance with the process jitta picks up the sign is relieved of pressure begins to witness important qualities such as selflessness, inconstancy, dispassion, absence of pressure and push, relinquishment of image, self-image, enormously transformative uh, insights. Nobody doing it, nobody achieving anything. Nobody becoming something. Nobody who can become something. This uh, dismantling of these deeply lodged views. The fire element. In many ways, you know, a very crucial element because uh, as we recognize in Buddhist parlance, the fire element is often associated with the fires of greed, hatred, delusion. And Nibbuto, the fire is cooled. The adhesive quality and Nibbana is the unbound, the non-adhesive. The fire gone out. So fire element, in many respects, is a pretty pivotal reference. All fired up, head on fire. Mm. All is burning, burning with what? The eye is on fire, the ear is on fire, the nose is on fire. Body is on fire, the mind is on fire, on fire with what? 
the fire with birth, aging, sickness, death, sorrow, and so on, f- greed, hatred, and delusion. The fire sermon. Mm. Uh, it's clearly, we can see this as a metaphor, but why use that metaphor? Mm. Because it's uh, fire attracts us, it's bright. Uh, it also consumes us. And what is that? Mm. So we contemplate uh, fire as an energy. And uh, clearly, meditation practice is always going to involve a certain amelioration and moderation of energy, isn't it? You know, but that's the basic, one of the basic things. You're not zapping around doing stuff, you sit still. You know? You're not concocting and imagining something you quieten down. You cool down, you cool, chill out. And yet we search for warm-heartedness. So there's an amelioration of the fire element. We say the fire has gone out. It doesn't actually mean we've uh, stamped on it. It means it's no longer bound to the sphere of becoming personhood. We're not on fire with being somebody. Or burning up with ambitions, toasted with rage. So this energy then, and as we cultivate mindfulness of breathing, we have a very good way to, if the air element has been is being carefully purified, to purify the fire element. Another one's energy is 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 locked into compulsive mental reflexes which spark and rush flare up oh, a lot of one's fire element is is locked into tension and grip with extremely intense emotions around it this is all fire compacted fire such a person is quite liable to feel angry irritated bristling because the fire element is still sitting in the tissues of their emotional mind, of their temperament. They're not cool. They're not easeful. And sometimes they feel, strangely enough, a loss of warm-heartedness, even though they're all burning up. Because the fireman is imbalanced, not in balance. Too heated up in terms of becoming and holding on, and making things happen in the future and not transformed into supportive warming one's tissues, heart, mind gently in the world, the manifestations as they are. Uh, and however one cultivates, then this must be a primary aim. You cultivate metta, you cultivate whatever you cultivate, it must be about touching into these afflictive emotional patterns and transmuting them into softer, quieter, more expansive, more harmonious forms. You cultivate anapanasati, use that vehicle, then you begin to use the breathing quality to touch into energies. Actually, with anapana, as with any bodily experience, all four elements are there. Anapanasati, because it is supported by the body's energy system, that's what keeps it going. Something pulls the air in, something relinquishes, something gets the muscle to operate, that intentionality within the body, that volitional tendency within the body is a, a fire. Ignition, something ignites, you breathe in, something ignites, you let go. Of course, there's no person doing that. That ignition point is a kindling of energy. And we use that quality of energy transfer to learn how to, as we're breathing out, to discharge, to cool. So the energy then softly pervades the entire 
form on release then the fire element adheres, draws it back in and we have the inhalation and it spreads it through the entire body and it switches again and the exhalation now if that process can be thoroughly um, accessed primarily through beginning to sense the involuntary quality of breathing in a harmonious way through the purification of the earth and the air the fire element becomes purified this means that the energy of breathing out is allowed and to be a soft suffusive energy and the energy of breathing in is experienced as a soft suffusive energy and it spreads through the entire form. So, now, as I say, because at this stage it's become it's become more or less involuntary. Still, one's uh, training, if you like, is to keep sensing that what we might call air, as also as energy. This is, you know, your training is, is this much, just to, to read what one experiences as breathing. We might imagine <coughs> as air coming from the outside into our body and does that. To experience that quality, that experience of an involuntary pressure fundamentally in terms of its energy. It is gently squeezing. It is gently diffusing. Yeah. It is brightening it is suffusing <coughs> this is energy and our training then is to thoroughly sensitize the entire bodily domain bearing that sign in mind bearing that sign in mind of the suffusive brightening enriching quality of energy in within the body and over time, as one trains and picks up that sign and thoroughly entrains it to this rhythm, it becomes a, a purified fire. It's not just spurting and flashing and sparking and going out, going cold. It becomes steady. And this, there is, no, this is a very happy, um, brightened experience. Quality of rapture that can occur then needs to be gently eased into cooler quality, steady ease. This radically transforms how the mind is experienced. I just state it's very difficult to get a lot of thinking going because there's no spark for it, there's no ignition for it. And it transforms one's sensory appetites in that you just you just don't get fired up. You just don't light up with sense contact. It's not. It doesn't have it. The ignition doesn't occur, or it occurs very weakly. You don't just don't light up <laughs> with sense contact. There's been a transformation, and something has learned that this more suffusive and harmonious inner quality just feels better and there's no mental judgment that it just becomes a kind of a basic fact stuff doesn't light up water element to be just to complete the sequence sense of coherence cohesiveness entire body and if you contemplate entire, harmonious, so it's balanced, it doesn't differentiate, and you can spread that. You see the world of differentiations, of distinctions, 
Every time you're aware of a distinction, any resistance around that distinction, any sense of, uh-oh, nervousness or, you know, edginess or comparisons, you just start to soften. Uh, feel the ripples of contact impressions, rippling, touching, and instead of a shock wave, you just get a subtle ripple contact, recognition, and allowing that to settle into, you know, into the template, the mood of the mind, which is harmonious. Mm. We contemplate this and bring this to bear in terms of our body or our mind, it very much affects the emotional basis where we begin to be touched by experiences that can give rise to pleasant or unpleasant feeling. A person who is brittle and dry easily is a brittle, reactive temperament. They, they, they jump, they twitch, they flash. They, there's no, the, something touches at the point of contact, there's just a kind of a bounce, a ricochet. Yeah. And we practice within our body, experiencing the pleasant, the unpleasant feeling and recognizing the mental, the emotional reactions to that and absorbing, opening to those emotional reactions, absorbing, opening to our sense of displeasure, hurtness, fascination, and letting the ripples, accepting that. This is loving acceptance, it's the water element, accepting all the ripples. And that quality of acceptance allows those ripples to fade. As that water element develops, you get so that the initial impact, much less of a big splash in your, in your pond, just the, uh-huh, and then things settle again. This is the purification and development of the water element. So suggesting you know, we can cultivate these elements in our, in our postures, in our daily life. We see it within us, without us. The, the way that things are immediately configured. The way that stuff impresses itself upon us through the eyes, through the touch, through the mind particularly, the mind basis feels brittle, not smooth, not fluent. The mind's basis feels pressurized, not easy, not comfortable lightness. The mind's basis feels hot or cold or damp or stagnant. Then these elements should be worked upon and ameliorated and brought into harmony. Walking meditation, you certainly you can sense bringing the water element to the fore, forefront of the mind, the fluidity, the whole body, the rippling effect from the legs through the body, subtle flow of how the body operates as one part and another part move together to, to effect this marvelous experience of walking. You know, the feet, the legs, the hips, the backs, the shoulders, everything flows together in, in, that, in that experience. Mm. We keep within that, we become more fluid. Contact impressions just don't have the same intense effect as if we're trying to hold and grip. They just, you get the rippling, move through. But bearing in mind, of course, the practice of the water element is not to not ripple. <laughs> It's water's nature is to ripple. But if we open to that and accept that and harmonize with that, we allow the ripples to travel through, fade. What's there? Just open-heartedness. As that sign comes to the fore, we also become less intense, less brittle. And contact impressions as they arise, create less and less 
reverberation, less and less confusing ricochets, just the soft acknowledgement and responsiveness. It's the purification of the water element. So in these ways, much can be done, much can be practiced that will be for our welfare and for the welfare of others and for the welfare of all when we contemplate, respect and live in harmony with these elemental properties.